Hello, dear listener. Thank you for downloading, streaming, listening to the Spooky Doings podcast. My name is Rick Guzman. I'm an improv comedian from New York, and I'm improvising again, and that's a lot of fun. But you know what's more fun than that? She's back. She's the lady behind the mask. Chelsea is back on the show today. Hello, Chelsea. Rick, I have a question for you. I have an answer, and if I don't, I'm going to make one up. Do you want to play a game? Always. <laughs> <laughs> Too early for me to even attempt <laughs> um, the voice. So it's like, nah, more coffee is needed. If I well, you know, for, for those that, you know, that read the description, we are going to be talking about Saw X, and I will uh, segue into the Jigsaw voice frequently throughout this conversation. But, mm-hmm. you know, you're coming in hot, and I care about you uh, as a friend, as a creative partner. You've been out and about jaunting globally. You've been to Scotland. How was yes. that? Yes! Scotland was amazing. Um, it was so beautiful. I can't, uh, I just can't emphasize. There's somebody screaming outside. I have my that's, so sorry if you hear them. It's very annoying. That's New York on a Sunday morning. It's either someone having a large self, loud cell phone conversation, or they're just screaming at the sky. I prefer the latter, to be honest. Fair. Oh, I think they're whistling. Okay, maybe it's a bird. I don't know. Anyway. Um, <laughs> Scotland was it gorgeous. It might be a bird. <laughs> it might be a bird. Uh, Scotland was gorgeous. It was just, uh, I, I, again, I, I can't like emphasize just how pretty it was. Like all of all of the scenery, everything was green and beautiful and the flowers, waterfalls, the hikes were amazing. Um, I had uh, really good food, which I think a lot of people didn't ex- expect it to be really good food. No offense to the Scots, but everyone that I've said, I had some really good food. They're like, really? You did? So. How do people slander in our local cuisine <laughs> in the States, you wee girl? You tell them that they think they're great, but they're no great. They're rubbish. I understood two words of that. <laughs> no, that was a very. Aye, good, that's very enough good. for a Scotsman. Exactly. Um, and but also speaking of, like the people were absolutely lovely. Um, and yeah, it was just such a great time. It's a trip I've been wanting to take since I was a teenager. I'm not Scottish or have any uh Scottish ancestry. I maybe a little bit, but I'm one of those white people that has like all all the types of white in them like you know dutch german like it's all you know white on white on white on white on white yeah where you're just like yeah okay none of this is surprising but i think my ancestry is mostly german if i remember correctly so um so anyway but the point is it it never had to do with like ancestry or anything like that like i just you know, you fixate on a place and you keep thinking about it and kind of obsess over it. And I've been wanting to go for like over 15 years and I finally went and it feels like a big, you know, bucket list item, I guess. I'm not a bucket list person, but it does feel like, you know, something was accomplished. So what, it is, really it about, what is it about Scotland that calls to your darling? Probably the fairies. No, I don't know. <laughs> um, I think uh, 
I don't know, actually. I need to like pinpoint what it was. I think um Is it the kilts? Is it the headbutts? The kilts definitely have something to do with it. I do next time I want to go to Scotland, I really do want to see those like Highlander uh games um where you know they just throw a rock and mm-hmm. whoever throws the rock the farthest wins. They're they're the winner and they get a flag in a veil. Exactly. Because what, what's a Scotsman wear under his kilt, Chelsea? His penis. <laughs> <laughs> the answer I was looking for is his shoes. Nothing. But... <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> it went the literal sense. Um, but anyway. <laughs> does, one, does one wear their penis? <laughs> the penis wears you. This is true. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, it, you know, there is actually, there's a record my mom gave me uh that's like scottish like old old-fashioned like scottish music that she gave to me like uh probably when i was in college like when she found it in her dad's records Mm. and um that was something that i think also kind of made me want to go as well like there was just like a a little bit of a family connection there too but um, renditions of the great disco hits so, yes, no, it was definitely Piper editions of something. It would be funny if it was disco hits, but... <laughs> would ye take me to Funky Town? That would be really good. A band needs to do that. That's a great idea. Um, but no, it was great. And uh, right when I left, they were, you know, they were a little late, but places that I was staying at were starting to decorate for Halloween, like having you know the fake cobwebs and pumpkins and stuff up so it was fun to see a little bit of halloween in in another country as well i remember when i went to singapore i got super excited because my hotel i think it's on my instagram um but this was 2019 uh the hotel that i stayed in in the kitchen or not kitchen um just eating area had a huge like Ouija board just a huge Ouija board that took over the wall and like some pumpkins around it and that was the only Halloween decorations throughout the entire hotel and at first I was like is this just here all year I don't understand what's going on and then I I asked I said oh is this for something special and the waitress was probably like yes you dumbass it's October but uh, she was nice and said yeah that's our halloween decorations but um we, we blew the whole cool. budget on the giant ouija board yeah they were like we didn't think things through <laughs> we, we 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 put it in centimeters they went with heat. that is hilarious i do like the idea we blew the budget on the ouija board <laughs> little bit spinal tap one one thing uh one last thing and i thought of you and i was like god rick would hate this but i love it is um I went to, I had a layover in London and I had never been to London before. So that was exciting to be able to spend a few hours in London. And I got to see my best friend, Marissa, who lives there now. And um, she took me to, it's like the oldest like shopping center, uh, I guess in the UK, I don't think in the world, but um, it's very famous and it's called Liberty. And we went there and they have a whole floor all year round dedicated to Christmas. Uh, but what I thought was really funny was in this whole area, like what the Christmas area becomes is also like kind of a stationary and 
home goods and like children's toys and stuff. Uh, it, it goes into that. And then when you go into that area, there was the tiniest little corner for Halloween. <laughs> it was like two stuffed animals that were wearing like witches hats and like a pumpkin. And I was like, oh my God, this is so sad, but really fucking funny. <laughs> it's like, fine, you can have something. Go over there. And this is why I fight the war on Christmas. Uh, clearly, we've already lost its unlawful occupation of November, but it's encroaching on October. And I will fight tooth and nail. There will be blood. You know, I. this is where I'm almost Switzerland a little bit because I love Christmas. I don't mind it kind of going into November. I don't mind that as much, like late November, because my family we always put our Christmas tree up like the day after Thanksgiving or that's when we went and picked a Christmas tree. Cause we were those people that got a real one every year. Um, but October that's, that's not your place. That's not mm. your home. That's mm. not your, don't you dare. It's you, just you, really rude. You can't be neutral. The next thing you know, it's going it, to, it'll just keep swarming and swarming and it'll be invading Juneteenth. And we don't want that. Oh my God. That would actually, it would be funny, but that would be terrible. <laughs> it's like, exactly. but yeah, going into October, I'm like, that's, you can't like shops that are Christmas themed all year round. Cause they sell Christmas stuff. Fine. That's your vibe. Do what you want. But when it comes to like decorating and stuff, it's just, it's quite silly anyway. Scary, but this is a scary podcast though. So. Well, we hope it to be. Yeah. And, and speaking of scary, <sighs> the third attempt to reboot a franchise is called Saw X, which technically, uh, from the way I interpret it, is pretty much Saw 1.5 in that it would fall between the original and, and Saw 2, at least from what I've seen. And if you've not seen the movie, uh go watch it because we're gonna spoil the shit out of this it's one. available on digital torrent now is it now it is it, i think as of friday the 20th it's available for digital so you don't even have to go to a theater to watch it i did go to a theater and i enjoyed it quite me bit. too on opening day fucking happily <laughs> i went to the theater and saw it i waited a little bit longer but still good still good and this one comes out and it is directed by Kevin Grutert, who had directed a couple of previous installments, written by Paul Goldfinger and Josh Stolberg, who had also written previous installments. And I'm like, okay, what, you know, it's a little bit weird when you kill somebody in the third chapter, and then they just keep coming back and back and, and back. And it opens on our, our friend, we ain't seen him in a bit, John Kramer's there looking worse for wear, dealing with his cancer treatment. And uh, I can tell that that first trap that we see, I'm like, that's clearly a studio note. It's like, all right, you've got this story that you're trying to tell and there's no traps until then. He has to imagine one and we have to show the audience disorderly cleaning up a hospital room and maybe trying to steal some shit from a patient who's uh, not conscious at that time. They're recovering 
from something and John envisions putting this man in a trap where he has to turn a knob and break his uh, figuratively sticky fingers. <laughs> Otherwise, his eyeballs will get sucked out of his head. <laughs> exactly what it sounded like. I thought that one was, I was like, just break your fingers, dude. Oh, I would I would turn that dial so quickly, like, crack, 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 crack. Rip, rip that damn band-aid, dude. Like, it could be, we've seen the traps. It could be a lot worse. <laughs> so, just, I mean... I, I thought it was funny that it was uh, a fake out, you know, sequence. Um, and I completely agree with you that it was one of those where it's like, you know, it's going to take more than like 30 minutes for us to get in this 90 minute movie for us to get to the traps. So I think it was close to two hours, the running time. Was it? Yes. Which is, which is long, two hours. long for a Saw film. Yeah, you're right. An hour and 58 minutes. So we probably waited even longer to get to the traps because they really did a beautiful job setting it up. Which is um, what, what yeah. I loved about this movie, because unlike the majority of other Saw films, there's actually character development here. We're actually learning about who these people are and and getting some depth and a bit of pathos and 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 uh john is in some cancer recovery group uh later on he bumps into someone who's like i've been cured of my pancreatic cancer and here's how it happens and he learns about this experimental treatment and at the time it's being done in mexico and jigsaw he's got architect money so it becomes jigsaw goes south uh, down mexico way and he's taken to this, uh, I'll call it a clinic, uh, where he's supposed to get operated on and, and cured. And he's feeling better, befriending people. And, and he, he uh, I, I think they call it Nightingale Syndrome. Not where you, where you typically fall in love with a nurse. But he, he, he has an affinity for one of the staff. And he goes to buy her a tequila as a gift. And he goes back. And he finds the facility is vacant. He's been he's been bullshit. He's been hoodwinked, swindled out of his hard-earned money, and he still has cancer rotting in his fucking brain. Jigsaw doesn't like that. Now, the but he forgave them, and then the movie ended. (laughs) (laughs) He said, "Well, ain't I a sucker?" And then (laughs) that's the asshole tax I gotta pay. (laughs) Yeah. It's exactly how it ended. So great movie. <laughs> we all learn to be a little smarter, huh? <laughs> so what what did you think about this portion of the film? <laughs> I uh so I did see the trailer for it and I knew the premise was that he gets bamboozled, hoodwinked, and swindled. Um I did not and, uh Oh, I figured you didn't, but um, it wasn't like a spoiler heavy trailer because I mean, that's that's one of those things where like, that's the plot. Like, it's not a piece that's going to get significantly. It's not a spoiler heavy trailer, at least the one I saw. I avoided them after the after the initial trailer came out. I was like, okay, good. I'm sold anyway. Um, I'll avoid any other. So I'm sure there was more spoiler heavy ones out there. 
but so I knew the general setup, what was going to happen. And, um, I thought it was, I thought it was really well done. It, um, and it was, it was really heartbreaking to watch, like just watching everyone be so kind and supportive and like empathetic to him. And you just know, at least I, you know, I knew I was like, God, they're all just, this is so cruel. Like, you know, taking someone's money and giving them so much hope. And, you know, maybe there's a part of you that's like, oh, it's these, you know, stupid rich people that think there's like a magic, you know, a magical cure and we're swindling them for money. But like, you're really taking hope from someone. And it's just, so that part was really heartbreaking. And what I thought was even better and this hasn't happened in a Saw movie for me, except um, when we talk a little bit about the others, there was during the movies, I was waiting for someone to get their uh, comeuppance. But anyway, um, I thought it was really well done because the whole time I was like, God, I can't wait till y'all are in traps. I was, <laughs> yeah, I was just like, y'all are so terrible. So um and I never, you know, you don't really get that. Even in my favorite Saw movie or one of my favorite Saw movies, it's Saw 6. Um, and it deals with the insurance guy who goes through the main like uh, traps and such. And it's really good. And even him, who was set up as someone who's like a great character. And so they put them, put him through traps even him and stuff I was like oh it sucks to watch you go through this but um with them I was like oh my god I can't wait like y'all are so terrible and you're gonna you're gonna get what you deserve so I did enjoy that it's a it's a song movie where you're not just waiting for the traps because the traps are the movie you know but you were waiting because the way these characters were developed um you're like god I can't wait to see the real you and um in a trap like so that I really enjoyed and and poor poor little Kramer I did enjoy when he was sitting at the park drawing his uh traps <laughs> I thought that was really cute <laughs> yep Saw 6 was also driven but directed by Kevin Gruther yeah he did like the, I want to say he did like the last three maybe more mm -hmm. um but I I, I know that there's the movies have a lot of flaws and we can of course get into it like after we talk about this one but I mean anybody who knows me knows that I know those movies like inside and out I'm a huge Saw franchise fan um that and like Child's Play are like the ones where it's like I'm always down if you want to watch like one of them um but when when I watch, I gotta like start and then go. I'm going through all of them. Yeah, which I do like doing. Um, it's really fun. Uh, but anyway, so yeah, I was really excited about seeing these people uh, get in their traps. Not just to get to the traps, but just because these truly are like these are vile characters. Yes, uh, and and I'll definitely get into that a little bit later. Um, another huge difference along with character development in this movie is there's a lot of exteriors which you don't normally get in Saw movies um, typically everything is is on a set built on a stage someplace there's not a whole lot of them uh, out and about in the world uh, little little bit in in volume two 
that first scene I think in 3D that happens like in a in a it's pavilion a, someplace. Yeah, it's at a public place. Most everything else you can tell, like, no, this was just shot on a stage. Uh, especially like the police uh precinct areas. It's like this looks like a procedural that was shot for UPN, maybe <laughs> that kind of of quality. So that's one of the aspects that make this, in my opinion, uh, a beautiful Saw film. Not only that, like for a long time, just I always thought of uh, John Kramer as a murderous Batman uh, with a bit of the Riddler uh, thrown in. Not so much murderous, but bloodthirsty. He wants people to better themselves but if they die he doesn't give a shit uh not because of the traps but because of the contingencies he's always planning ahead even after he dies in part three he's got his plans in place and uh for people that read batman like i do uh check out what chip zadarsky is doing lately it's great um the, the contingencies sometimes could be to his detriment, but he, he's, all, he's always more steps ahead than these dum-dums. And he makes a phone call to the detective. And did, did you also pop when that line came out? You're like, I know Costa's Mandalore is involved. I was like, Hoffman's back. I love him. So yes, I was very excited. <laughs> and he gathers his information. And he gathers his, 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 let's not call them victims, let's call them contestants, in a way, and puts them all together exactly for them to get come up. And he is, he's, he, would you consider Jigsaw the antagonist or the protagonist or both in this film? I'd say both. I, I have a, my feelings on this are relatively complicated. Like it goes back and forth when it with Jigsaw because he is quite a hypocrite. I mean, there's no, you know, you can't you can't play God like that and decide if somebody's worthy of living. You can't play God like that, Chelsea. <laughs> and uh, I think you know, there's always arguments of, well, his traps, you know, you can get out of them. And then later in the series, the traps that are, like, there's one trap that's set up that's intentionally impossible to get out of. And then I remember there was one police officer who was in a trap and she did open, mm -hmm. she did unlock it in time and it didn't matter. The, the trap was rigged to still tear her ribcage out regardless. But he learned that his apprentices, um, you know, weren't playing the game the way Jigsaw plays it and gives people a fair chance. Um, so I don't look at John Kramer and I'm like, you know, oh my gosh, hero. <laughs> or like, I like the Batman, I like the Batman um, analogy actually, because I, I find Batman to be quite a hypocrite as well. So I... <laughs> Um, I think but, it, it works again. Read what Chip Zdarsky is doing. That's getting addressed. <laughs> oh, and interesting. I will. Um, but anyway. Um, so, what were you asking me about John Kramer? Well, I, if I you, if you consider him the the protagonist or the antagonist, 
I I consider him both. I mean, these people are definitely absolutely terrible. But again, like, is it on? It's a complicated question of like, do you have the right to decide? You know that they deserve to live or die. It's it's the same as it, well, no, it's not the same discussion as like the death penalty, but it is. It's still playing a more a morality game, um, which I appreciate the movies doing. I think some people look at it much more black and white because um, it's usually terrible people in the traps. But yeah, I I mean, you know, who who's who's John Kramer to do that? Like, but I do think he's especially in this one. Like, this is a you know it could have been called Saw X this time. It's personal. Like, that's what it could have been called. Like, it's personal. These people mm-hmm. affected him. It's not that, you know, they, um, and, and a lot of his victims did affect him in one way or another. Like, I do remember the insurance guy denied him. I do remember, like, but there's some of them, or quite a few of them that are in the traps that John's never met and, like, has never been affected by anything uh, in his personal life. So, I do think it's a mix of both and they definitely added those protagonist moments like him connecting with that kid and wanting to save the kid and I think it was smart to bring in and I know you're about to get to this but it was it was so interesting having Amanda back and I could see a little bit of Amanda before she goes all fucking psycho batshit and like really hates everyone so it was it was fun to see a more vulnerable side of her could have done without that wig though anyway the shawnee smith is is great to see her back um starting with the cab driver in getting the information about uh who swindled them uh and that trap uh, like you said he this this contestant survived and was given the the uh implements to to heal their wounds uh, it's at this point that I'm really loving the movie because um, you know I have uh, an affinity for the elderly and free time. Uh, young people may not know this because most people they see a phone number calling their phone, especially with scam likely beneath it, they don't answer it. I've got free time and uh, disrespect is a two-way street. So there's a lot of Medicare robot calls happening um and i i don't like them but as strikes are happening i'm not working as much so i can pick them up and wait them out till i get a live operator on the line who's calling me at 47 years old as if i'm actually on medicare uh which any true medicare uh, employee would know the birthday of the person they're contacting probably by mail and not by phone. And I get them and I say, stop scamming the elderly and learn to be a real thief. So I empathize with John Kramer in that essence. I, If you want to live outside the law for profit, it's not my business. But why are you targeting the weakest? That's where I have like, rip off a fucking global corporate. I mean, yes, there's bigger risk and you're gonna get caught, but you know, have some fucking balls about it. Don't be one of those telemarketers. There's also that great roughhouse documentary on HBO about people calling for police benevolence associations, and we hear about 
these things on the news where the elderly get scammed out of their life fucking savings. Uh, you know, don't prey on them. Uh, now I'm going off on a tangent about the people that are out there that supported the uh, election campaigns of inmate number PO113580 um that thought they were giving a one-time donation and then they realized that their bank accounts or credit cards were charged multiple multiple times them I'm not as sympathetic towards but you know others they can end up in a jigsaw trap in my opinion now could uh, inmate number PO113 35809 also end up in a jigsaw trap. I'm not going to say that because I don't know uh, what the parameters are regarding the Secret Service. I'm saying it's a fictional scenario and that's not likely to happen. And we're moving on with that. I don't so know. That's I, about nobody. <laughs> exactly. So this thing where John Kramer is not a clear-cut villain is also an advancement of just twisted pictures churning out a sequel. So the next one's always in the theaters the following October. So it's like, crank out the script, build the effects, build the sets, get the cast in there. We're not going to develop the characters. We're going trap, 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 credits, next one on and popping until it's no longer profitable and the uh, franchise slumbers for a little bit. But yes, I, I've digressed and now we're on and popping. Everybody's in the game room, as it were, and we start with our first trap where, where, where the young uh, part-time sexy lady ends up having to saw her leg off with a with a wire cutter, I, I, it might be a garrot. I'm not an expert at these things, but she has to place enough bone marrow into the machine in order to be set free. Otherwise, her fucking head will get chopped off. Yeah, this is the one that um, two couples walked out after hers, and I'm not necessarily surprised because I was talking to you know one of our mutual friends last night and. Um, she said, oh, I'm surprised because I told her I was like, these are actually like movies that you can't skip one. Um, you're going to miss like callbacks to a certain character. And like it is a very like each each Saw movie is like twisty turns in the last, you know, three minutes uh, with, you know, different different characters being introduced and stuff like that. So she was like, oh, I thought they, I, I just always thought they were casual, like any person can go in. And I was like, I think a lot of people think that, that it's like a casual, like I can go in. And that's probably one of the, unfortunately, like several reasons the movie started to fail is because people went into those thinking, oh, I'm going to see a fun, gory movie Halloween month that's, mm. you know, just a Saw movie. I'm going to start at part five. No, no. Yeah, exactly. And they don't realize, no, this isn't where you could go in and see like Jason Takes Manhattan and, you know, stuff like that. Like it's, it, it was the Marvel Cinematic Universe before that was a thing. It really was. And um, so anyway, I think there's 
you know, they were probably, they could have been casual moviegoers as well. But I will say I, I can handle gore very well. Um, and I've, and as I've said several times here already, big fan of these movies and this franchise, um, that one got to me. That one was, it was very visceral and like the sound as she was like slicing her leg off and then what i oh my god i'm gonna gag thinking about it honestly i can feel my yeah i can just feel it in my throat so i'm sorry if i start sounding like this because <laughs> this is so gross but um the sound of her uh doing that <laughs> and um and oh god i'm sorry if i gag the the separation of the marrow and the blood. <laughs> oh my god. Squish. Um, it oh my god. <laughs> I don't know if I can do it. It was I did actually, it was funny. I don't think I told you this, Rick, because at first I was like, oh my god, I'm such a weakly. I can't believe I had to do this. But that was so visceral. And it's and thinking about it even now that it it was done. It, it obviously with me saying all this means it was done extremely well almost too well where I actually excused myself and went to the bathroom and like I had to like splash like cold water on my face because I felt like affected by it which I mean is a very human reaction Mm -hmm. when I told one of our mutual friends she was like yeah I would like if you reacted that way (laughs) to something so but my friend that I went to see the movie with could tell something was wrong with me and I and I came back like a minute later and I looked at them and I said, what did they, what did I miss? And they were like, nothing that can't wait till after the movie. And I was <laughs> like, oh, okay. Cause I, and I figured it was just, you know, probably something meaningless. And um, Rick, would you like to guess what I missed? Well, b- before, before I before, guess. Before, like, yeah, get into her death. Before, before I guess, do you think that this is one of the few instances in movies that has to do more with bone marrow? than blood because not only does this person saw i think so because that's what she yeah. has to stick a device <laughs> into the gaping bone hole which will suck marrow out through a machine and uh, uh not funnel it uh but separate it through another contraption so that only the marrow will end up uh on the scale and if enough is in there before the clock runs out should have done this in the jigsaw voice they will be free and that's not a subject of anatomy that we normally hear about in horror movies like you know when you're cutting off heads that that's commonplace even chopping dicks ain't that bad but the marrow uh, especially to a vegetarian like yourself, that's got to be a little bit different. I think you're right. I I, I forgot about. Oh my god, I forgot about her having yeah. to stick the thing in her leg. Anyway, um, I guess so. Yeah, there was something about it that it just. I mean, even compared to the rest of you know the deaths in the movie, this was this one just hit different, and it was like really good sound effects really good effects in general but um yeah yeah i think it 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 is not something we commonly explore in in horror movies like bone marrow specifically oh my god um (laughs) do this i'm like (laughs) anyway i know it's honestly i feel so bad for people who are like 
oh my god is she gonna throw up like listening to it but um so what i'm guessing you missed uh now that one of our participants is dead uh cecilia peterson who is the the ringleader of this medical scam uh i am not even going to attempt to pronounce this uh actress's name because there's there's a lot going on there and there's three of them so we're going to call her cecilia uh her cell phone is placed on a wheeled table in the middle of the room and it rings and everyone they're in leg iron so they can't reach it so cecilia very coldly uh maneuvers the now dead body takes a jagged piece of metal cuts open the abdomen removes the intestines and uses them as a rope passing the intestines towards the other participants to loop the loop, traverse around the wheel table and pull it towards her so she could reach her cell phone. Is that what you missed? Exactly what I missed. And, Is... and my friend told me after the movie, and I was like, thank you for not telling me right when I stepped back down. I was like, it was just one of those things. But I will say, that is some freaking like really cold and quick character development for Cecilia. I mean, I, I already thought she was kind of a, well, of course I thought she was a cold person before. She's that, a, she's a cunt. <laughs> yeah. That is like super unhinged to think immediately. I mean, when I think, oh, dang, that phone's too far away. Cut her open. <laughs> like it's just such an unhinged thing to even quick think quickly on your feet. Oh, I know her intestines. Like that's not that's not Girl Scout thinking. That's not innovative, <laughs> like you know, that's not what how can I use the tools around me? Like that's not something that should immediately come to mind. <laughs> so uh, it's um for for, for the for for you as now a pescatarian, it's just chitlins. It's just the it's just the ingredients for chitlins. Like that should just not be an immediate like. Oh, well, I mean, we're not we're not using them, right? We could just you know. Whereas I'm sitting there going, "That's pretty fucking clever." <laughs> I mean, sure. I mean, it is at the end of the day, but it's just such a like. That's such an unhinged thing to immediately think of. Like, it's just such an unhinged thing. So, but I do, I love the story now that like, I come back, cold water on my face, finally, like breathing. And I'm like, what did I miss? And it's like, mm, they can wait. Later, later. Chitlins, you miss chitlins. <laughs> you miss chitlins. <laughs> oh, man. But, yeah. but that, that, that's what brings uh, the, the last participant into the game, Parker Sears, uh, who was also uh, playing things around. But before we get, we get into him, uh, we get to our next uh, participant, our next trapper. There's, there's some interaction uh, between you know, uh, Jigsaw and Amanda, of course, but we get Mateo, who has to cut out part of his brain and put it in a specimen so that it dissolves enough to set him free. Otherwise, cook clank, uh, he's dead too with a big facial apparatus uh, that takes him out. It doesn't work well for him. But 
I had an easier time with this trap than I did the sawing of the leg, probably because of, of Hannibal and uh, mm. uh, oh, R.I.P. Yes, yeah. uh, Ray Liotta getting his brain cut into and served to him. It's a great scene by I Sir Anthony Hopkins. I'm like, oh, this I'm fine with. Yeah, I was too. Honestly, all of them, I was fine. It was that one that just like really they came in. Like I even told you, like when you went and saw it, I said, you, I don't know if I asked, like you know, get guess which death like people walked out on and i think at first yeah. you said like the eyeballs and i was like no oh yeah no. <laughs> um but yeah i thought that one was funny <laughs> actually i thought it was really funny that he because he's like, being a little bitch brain. about it <laughs> yeah there is like arguments online period <laughs> like you don't even have to finish that sentence um there's there's been arguments online of like were these people given enough time and they were a lot of time is spent hesitating and mm-hmm. he makes it clear if you hesitate you die so i thought they were as you know if we're going to go into the game of fair um when it comes to john kramer and jigsaw i would say those i mean not they weren't fair but by the rules like it was i mean that it did take her going back to the first uh trap it did take her forever to finally start doing it yes and then she did it well and, but and, she didn't and, do it in time and cecilia's encouraging like just fucking do it and 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 as you mentioned the rules that's the riddler aspect of john kramer in my opinion like he'll let you know if you follow the rules everything's going to be fine uh particularly in my my favorite example and just rewatch this because beautiful ladies like i'm going to continue the saw journey because she stopped at three and never went back uh but now she's curious and really thinking too much about saw movies with her questions because it's like this is not important but my favorite example is in two when he looks at donnie Wahlberg and he lets him know the rules and he tells him this new kid on the block all you have to do is sit and talk if you do that for long enough you will find your son in a safe and secure place and at the end of the movie the boy is in the safe all all new kid had to do was keep talking and it'd be fine but hard for him you know (laughs) if you break the fucking rules you're fucked and that's what parker learns later it's like you just have to agree no guns because he he knew he knew parker was going to swindle him uh as we get on to the next trap and watching what's going on because parker shows up he's like i got took too uh he didn't he's in on it we kind of see that one coming uh but we see gabriella now is in a spot where and she's going to get her face fried by this gigantic thing. And she's in the air and she just has to hammer her way out. Uh, you know, breaking the foot, breaking the wrist. And, and, and she gets out. Uh, then it swindles. Parker lets Cecilia out. Cecilia steps on uh, Gabriella, who is Jigsaw saying, take her to a hospital. She's earned it. Nope. Cecilia was looking at it economically. Every time one of these people get taken out, that's another share I don't have to split from my take of the money. Cold-blooded. 
One thing, I don't know how true this is, but I, I saw uh, someone say this, is if Gabriella did actually, with the way she was like strung up, um, she's about to hit, I believe, her foot first. She was going for the hand first. Oh, sorry, hand first. And then Cecilia said, no, go for foot first so that you can swing away. If she actually kept going with her hand, she would have just fallen. Mm-hmm. And you think, and it makes you wonder, like, is Cecilia setting her up for failure um, instead of actually, like, because, I mean, she could have just then been on the ground and had better, like, foundation, obviously, to get herself out of that trap. Anyway, that's an interesting theory someone brought up. Oh, no, that is very interesting. And I, I, <laughs> I believe it is um, correct in the assessment of she would have been out of the trap sooner faster yeah the sure. idea of freeing the foot first i i agree with at the time i'm like oh that's a good idea because that way then you're not falling and hitting the cement ground with yeah, your that. face <laughs> um i didn't know that the uh industrial heat blower would have switched positions and continued frying her because yeah you can dangle there kind of safe now you have to fall uh so in hindsight yes taking out the wrist first would have worked better but what do you end up uh that's not what these movies are about uh so cecilia gets out thanks to parker he's in on the thing he's he's banging the hell out of her and says you know i die for you baby which is dumb uh, <laughs> and it looks like uh, John and Amanda are in bad shape and there was a little boy playing the football who John's taken a liking to and he fixed his bicycle earlier in the film and he learned the Spanish word for pole. And they put the young boy and John in this contraption where there will be blood. And he's telling the boy, don't pull it. So he's essentially getting waterboarded by blood in what is beautifully gross. Uh, and, 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 and a wonderful scene while Parker and Cecilia are up in the control room only to discover it's another trap and only one of them are going to be able to stick at their head out of this poison gas filled hole and survive uh, and that's what brings it back to Batman for me in that he's got this all planned out he's got every contingency in place if he can just survive this blood waterboarding for long enough, they're going to hang themselves, chitlins or not, if you give them enough figurative rope. Yeah, I think um, I love that. I knew once they got into the room, I was like, something's something's going to tick. And then you start hearing the music. Uh, what's it called? Uh, the Zep Overture. Yeah um and uh but i think it's called like zepp's theme or something zepp's overture um, zepp's overture thank you um once you start hearing that you're like oh shit we're about to get flashbacks we're about to get like uh all this set up and mm -hmm. how this began music so by the wonderful charlie clauser yes it's so good and one thing i want to touch on that uh we didn't was Again, it, it's great that we have Amanda back, and I feel like there was some really good character play for her where, 
even with Gabriella, I remember when she first goes in the room, she like grabs Gabriella and says something of the, you know, sort of, you're going to have a chance to prove yourself later. Like it's, it's something that just sounds almost like supportive <laughs> in a way. And um, then her reaction to Gabriella's death, I thought like, you know, and Gabriella is also a drug addict and we know Amanda mm -hmm. was, and it was just really nice to see her kind of connected to another victim because that's how she started as well. And her just even saying like, you're going to be able to prove yourself later, prove that you're innocent later. And, and then is like proud of her for going, getting through the trap and everything. And then her reaction to her dying, I thought it's just a little fun, little character piece I wanted to mention. Again, more development than the rest. So everybody's got, got uh, John Kramer, uh manages to give a lot of the perf uh the the uh purloined is that the right word let's just go with stolen money don't be fancy rick stolen money back to the victims putting it back in their accounts he takes some for him he takes his money back and it's a little bit odd to see john kramer and amanda walking off into the sunset and the title card of saw x and then the credits roll, but in my theater, the lights didn't go on because there's one loose end. We're there's not the done. There's the guy, Henry Kessler, that told John about this treatment. And he's played by the wonderful character actor, Michael Beach, that you've seen in fucking everything. And he's tied up in a doo-doo filled, but familiar bathroom. And there comes the guy whose name I just, Love to say, ever since I first saw him in Mobsters back in the 90s, uh, Costas Mandalore is back. Yes. And fans know him. He's Hoffman. He's the cop turned apprentice and turned Terminator in Saw 7. He, like, <laughs> takes out a whole fucking police station. <laughs> so, if, I mean, if anybody hasn't watched Saw 7, you need to, because that was insane. <laughs> he just takes out a whole place. It's awesome. <laughs> so, I love Hoffman. I'm a really big Hoff. I'm a, I'm a Hoff girl. <laughs> I'm a Hoff girly. See, and, 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 and as fun as that was, and as beautiful as the film was, uh, I did like that there was real tension there. Because a problem with prequels, in my opinion, is that the stakes usually aren't real for a lot of you know that's who's the biggest, that's the biggest problem with prequels it's you, honestly one of the many reasons those harry potter prequels didn't work out you know that war doesn't lead up to anything like yeah you you, you, you know who's surviving you know who be even it's even tough to like tie it in writing wise because you know nerds can say well that doesn't work because in this movie here there's the thing that I reference here so that kind of contradicts that and that happens a lot throughout the Saw franchise, some of the subsequent sequels end up contradicting the films before it. And but you you shouldn't think too much about a Saw movie. It's just there for what it is. Enjoy the gloopy blood-soaked ride. But I've heard that there might be more Saw films. So I'm gonna ask you the question, knowing the answer in advance. What do you think of that, Chelsea? I mean. Don't threaten me with a good time. Um, 
I know. I, I if there's a Billy puppet, Chelsea's showing up. It's very true. I mean, I Jigsaw was stupid, and I'm uh, sorry to the directors and writers of that one. That one was same just director. Good. Oh, no, God. not the same director. Well, you know, he wrote it. The same writers, rather. Oh, I got it. Um, but and Spiral, I have a special place for Spiral in my heart. I thought it was fun. It was I, fun. I know it gets it a lot of good. hate, but I thought it was fun. Um, and so I would, I would love some more. Um, especially because I mean they are, there is a little bit of fan service here. Like having Hoffman at the end was very much like fan service, and um. Even having Amanda, you know, well, I wouldn't say that's fan service, but my point is there's characters that we do know and love. Um, and I don't think we would, it would kind of be funny if it was just a pattern of they keep doing in between each movie. <laughs> so they just introduce, I'm not True. saying they should, I'm just saying it would be funny. But, like, like, if, if every Saw movie got like <laughs> Saw three and a half. Exactly. Like, and it just, I don't know. It's just me being amused with my own thoughts, but um, I think that would be funny. If so, that could happen, my only uh, request yeah. would be: don't rush it, don't crank it out in a year. Yeah, Make no sure need. you have something good. You can put out a soft film in May, and people, specifically mm-hmm. Chelsea, uh, will show up for it. it yeah. We don't. Well, this need... one came out in September. I saw yeah. it right before I I left for Scotland. I was right. like, I don't care if my flight's at whatever time i'm seeing it so um she she had a big glass of saw lemonade and she needed to drink it to wash down the chitlins um but no anyway so long answer short yes i would love more movies i i don't really know how it'd work like there's really only so much you can do in john kramer's life um while he was alive so uh i mean i definitely it would be cool if we explored the apprentices a little bit more but i know people are really watching these movies for tobin bell too so Mm -hmm. yeah i'd be very curious to see i feel like a lot of there's been a lot of good ideas in the in the sequels that could be fleshed out more um so it would yeah it would be really interesting i'll be there i mean damn it hook line and sinker there you go <laughs> and i'll be there too because why by the you know what you're getting into so even the people that walked out of your screening it's like you should it's a saw movie you ought to know what the fuck you're getting into and if that's your first saw movie you you you, you do not follow the rules <laughs> very true you done fucked up you tried to play a game and you failed. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it was great. It was a great time. I'm excited to watch it again. Um, I'm excited yeah, it, to watch the movies again. It, it's definitely got me in like the Saw mood. So, yeah, which doesn't yeah. take much. <laughs> Beautiful lady has continued down the road. We just watched Saw 2. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cause when we're leaving, she's like, I have questions. I'm like, I'm positive you do. <laughs> and my favorite one i'm like you haven't met mrs kramer yet she's like there's a mrs kramer i'm like yes <laughs> there's yeah. so much and i'm like saw three and four happen simultaneously it's like fuck that 
It's so good. The timeline is so funny. I love it. I love these movies. They're good. Even when you enjoy them, though, it's difficult to keep track because there's there's like a like a a a thread that will get you know or a seed that'll get planted, and it might not bloom until two movies later. Yeah, that's why. Again, you gotta you gotta be you you gotta be sober as a gopher. Like when watching these movies, your How brain's gotta be. Are gophers? <laughs> I don't know. That's a good question. Sober, sober is Rick, basically. Is Maybe Rick their Rick. reputation is winos. I don't know, but um, you gotta be, you gotta be sharp. You gotta watch. You gotta pay attention because this person's gonna probably gonna come back, and um, no phone fuckery. Yeah, no, you gotta, you gotta stay sharp for these movies. They're fun popcorn fare, but you gotta. Yeah, use that noggin mm-hmm. or you, lose you, it. You, exactly. You gotta like use some your, did. <laughs> you gotta lose your thought needs, otherwise you're gonna get it cut out of you. Yeah, you're gonna have to cut a piece out. Uh I love the I love it when you're you're back on the episodes because these these conversations make me happy. I love them. Uh, yes, I'm very happy. And it's <laughs> yeah, I love talking about talking about anything with you but of course talking about spooky movies is the best it is it is so josie where can the people find it if they want to find you hopefully not in a saw trap not um, in a saw trap i don't think i've done anything to deserve that my cat may say otherwise um they can find me on instagram and on twitter under chelsea bennington i've been posting a lot of fun scotland photos so that's all you're gonna see <laughs> there you go if you're listening to this episode on the day that it comes out come on down to young ethels in Parkslow, yeah! brooklyn and see us at three o'clock we're going to be doing uh our unholy masquerade show it's free. There's a two drink minimum. We've got some true scary stories and wonderful people. Uh, and I've noticed now that we're doing improv again a little more regularly, but it's not a set thing. Like when we were at triple crown on the first Saturday of every month, I always go into each show. Like it might be my last for a while. And I go in completely fearless doing crazy shit. And I think that's what's made the show better, at least for me. <laughs> love it yes very excited please come see us yes so you can find out show details on spooky doings improv on facebook spooky doings is on instagram i'm at rick guzman uh 718 on the tweety uh spooky doings is also on threads but that's a lot of what movies i'm watching and what records i'm listening to uh and the occasional uh uh, atheist bullshit (laughs) love that So, yeah, thank you for listening. Everybody, stay good, stay healthy, stay spooky. Until next time.